Um, I'm assuming that I should do the pitch now, um, I guess. So hi everyone, my name is Tom and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I have been abstaining for 27 years now, um, by the grace of God, one day at a time, um, and I am a very, very, very happy compulsive overeater. It's weird to say that, a happy compulsive overeater, but it's true. This program has brought me a great deal of relief, not a lot of weight relief. Um, I, I, my high weight was uh, 325, and I got down to 260, um, not quite 100 pounds, um, but uh, the pandemic hit me pretty hard, uh, which uh, uh, I am coping with, but one day at a time and working my program, I will um, get where God wants me to be. that this program uh, is definitely a life-saving uh, program. And I believe that learning uh, uh, the steps uh, and working the steps, having a sponsor, um, making outreach calls, uh, service, is the most one of the most crucial things to do. My uh, program of food uh, is three meals a day, nothing in between. I also believe that, uh, and this is only my opinion, uh, people take what they want, um, this is just mine, that food is a drug. Uh, and certain foods, like certain drugs, react much stronger to for people. And for me, white flour is an unbelievable, crazy drug. Uh, I'll give you my story to prove that, um, and that is my what I call my pasta story. Uh, my my wife uh, used to make pasta on Tuesday nights, and I would start thinking about it on Wednesdays, and I'd get excited on Thursday and Friday, and come Saturday I'd be, I'd be really really excited, and then Sunday I would start thinking, well there's not going to be enough. Monday, I would start getting a little bit of uh, anger, fog, and craziness. Not going to be enough. Not going to be enough. And I'd come running home on a Tuesday night and run into the kitchen and lift the lid off the pot. And, of course, my poor wife, there'd be like two pounds of pasta in there. And I'd be saying, like a lunatic, not enough, not enough. And that is a great indication of how I cannot eat white flour like a gentleman, and therefore I've chosen not to eat it anymore. The same thing with what I call recreational sugar. Um, I try my best to avoid recreational sugar, and by that I mean any kind of sugar that I'm adding to something. I'm not talking about oranges or things that are naturally sweet, but uh, additions to that. Um, I... um, follow certain beliefs and principles that I've learned from this program. Um, And one of them is, a big one, is honesty. I am cash register honest with everything I do now. In the beginning, when I first came into the program, I, I wasn't that way at all. I thought somehow I could say this little white lie or that little white lie or this little thing or that little thing. 
And I slowly realized over time that all those lies allow stress to build and emotions to build. And, you know, I can't really deal with emotions too well. I believe, from going to these meetings, again, it's only my opinion, that my when my compulsive overeating started, and for me it was like six or seven years old, my emotional development stopped. And that I really didn't know how to learn how to handle emotions. And the way, the advantage that the disease took of me at that point in time is to just take over when my emotions are running amok. So being dishonest causes me to fall right into that trap. And so the way that I don't have to get emotionally charged is I'm honest and live a very simple and clean life. And I really, really like that. Another thing that I do to um, keep the emotion from taking over my life is to, um, well, it's maybe harder to relate for people on the East Coast, but I'm in Los Angeles. I forgot to say that to you on the West Coast. And we have horrific traffic uh, in Los Angeles, uh, probably everywhere in this this country. But a lot of times um, I, uh, I would be going down the freeway and someone would cut me off. And I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. And when you get cut off in Brooklyn, you start screaming at people, whether they hear you or not. And so I used to scream at people, whether they hear me or not, when they would cut me off on the freeway, whether they knew they cut me off or not. And after listening to people share at meetings, I began to realize, what what does that really do? Does it really help anybody? Does it really help me? What it really does, what I realize what it does, is it causes me to get extremely upset. And so in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm driving to work, and someone cuts me off, and I start screaming at them, and I'm all crazy. And then I go into the office, and then I take it out on the staff in the office and the secretary and whoever else I run into. And then, you know, the next problem happens. And then, of course, when I was getting back to the whole truth, you know, I tell little white lies, and then that would add on to that stress. And I add on to that stress and add on to that stress. And the next thing you know, I'm running home looking at that pasta thing going crazy. Because, you know, those emotions. So I really, really practice not allowing myself or allowing other people to send my emotions through the roof. Well, you're going to say, hey, Tom, well, how do you do that? Well, this is what I do. Someone cuts me off on the freeway. I say positive prayers to them. I hope to myself. Well, I mean, they don't obviously don't hear me. None of them. <laughs> they never did hear me. Positive prayers. I hope you drive safely. And I try to keep that positive attitude on everything I do when I run into life. Now, you know, being positive is something that I really, really learned from my 27 years in this program, and it is really paid off for me. It keeps my emotions down. It helps me with my food. And it makes me a very, very happy and grateful compulsive overeater. 
and I'm grateful for that. Another thing that I do is I have a higher power. Um, God, I choose to call God a higher power, and I didn't when I first came into OA. I was, you know, some intellectual snooty, I know better than everybody else, you know, uh, God is dead, all that Nietzsche stuff, all that crazy, you know, higher education insanity that I, I felt, you know, and had this ego thing going crazy. And it was a very, very powerful thing to slowly, over time, accept a higher power. Very, very powerful. It was life-changing, actually. And the way that happened was I slowly began to look at nature and saw, well, look at nature. I mean, where did that come from? And I slowly listened to people at the meetings, and I followed instructions, and I was told at the meetings that if you don't believe something or if you don't fight, buy into something, instead of fighting it, just act as if you believe it. So I began to act as if I believed in a higher power. And slowly, through some amazing process, I got a great relationship with higher power. And you say, well, you know, Tom, you know, big deal. You have a relationship with a higher power, you know. What does that do for you? Well, this is what it does. When you have a relationship with a higher power, you realize that there is somebody else in charge. I no longer had to be responsible for everybody around me. I no longer had to know the answers to everything. I mean, I used to—I was so crazy. I used to make up answers if I didn't know, because I felt that I had to be responsible, and that people were asking me a question. I have to have the answer. And now, I realize that I'm just an actor in this world, and I'm not the director. God is my higher power is, and that doesn't mean I don't do my part. I just I definitely do. I follow the teachings of our program. I follow the golden rule. I I live a great and happy and honest life. And I don't have to be in charge of everything. And that is just an amazing, um, (laughs) amazing gift. Uh, I talked about honesty. I talked about my food. Let's talk about the program itself when working the steps. I sponsor people, uh, and I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I had a sponsor who died. Um, I'm currently looking for a new sponsor, but I did work the 12 steps with my sponsor, and I really, really highly recommend doing that. Yes, it's hard. Parts of it are hard, but it's an amazing release Remember I talked about that I believe that it's an emotional, a lack of ability to handle emotions. And taking the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth steps, those middle ones, those ones that allow you to go back into your past and dig up all those emotions and look at them and admit them to somebody else and ask for God's forgiveness, ask for somebody else's forgiveness, try to make amends as best you can without hurting everybody, is a beautiful experience to take that stress that I used to carry and allow it to dissipate. And it's just a fantastic thing to do. 
um, I like to do outreach calls, and I, I like taking outreach calls, too. Um, and I try to live my life as honest as possible. And if I, uh, you know, uh, I'm a human being, I make mistakes, and if I get angry at somebody or, you know, do something, I make an immediate amends to them right then and there and try to keep that sense of serenity, you know, because that's what you get is a serenity. If you get rid of those crazy emotions, you get rid of the feeling, the anxiety you feel when you lie, the anxiety when you feel like you're not living a, a good life, the anxiety that you get from screaming at someone else or being screamed at, and if you keep a sense of serenity, that sense of calmness, to me, is an amazing gift of this program, one that I did not expect, because obviously, you know, when I first came, I came to lose weight, um, and uh, now I am so much happier in that sense that I feel, um, the, you know, a gift, these gifts and these promises from the program. also read the For Today, um, which is a great tool that you uh, can get, you know, get your life going and get a, a really good way to start the day. Another uh, tool that I learned to use from the program that I do every day for 20 minutes is to meditate. Uh, at first, meditation was pretty hard because uh, things came, you know, flowing into my brain, uh, you know, that craziness, that, that danger zone between my ears. Um, but after a while, you know, silence and thinking about it and meditating, again, helps me keep calm and keeps that stress level down and keeps those emotions down. Um, Another great tool that I learned from our program, from coming to meetings like this, is the power of acceptance. You know, when I first came, I thought, well, you know, acceptance means defeat, right? Because you accept surrender, you accept defeat. But that's not what it means at all. Not even close. I think acceptance and the concept of one day at a time are very, very, very related to each other. Because you accept life as it is in the moment that you're in, that, that one day at a time. So you can't really change something if you don't know where you're at. But if you accept that this is how I am, you know, I am overweight. I am, you know, I get angry. I can't stop Five eating minutes. white flour. Can't stop eating white flour. I, um, in order to deal with that, you have to accept it. And I find that an extremely powerful, powerful tool. And of course, as I brought up, the one day at a time, amazing, amazing idea. Five minutes. Thank you. The, the idea that um, to live life one day at a time. Right, because that's you're in the moment. 
So think about when you start adding all those things up. So you're not you're not going to get upset by somebody who doesn't even know that you're there, make some wrong move on the freeway. You're not going to lie to a client or lie to your spouse or somebody else. You're going to accept the situation that you're in. You're going to meditate. You're going to feel the joys of life. You have a higher power, so you're not responsible for anything else other than your own actions. You know, you, you know that concept. I don't know if you guys heard that a lot, but I heard, I hear it a lot. The idea that you have no control over people, places, and things. That's powerful. That's so powerful. I have no control over if someone cuts me off on the freeway. I have no control over if someone pulls into the parking spot that I had my eyes on. Or <laughs> just recently I had a, an issue with the Department of Motor Vehicles. I got no control over any of that. And I could accept that situation I'm in. If I'm in it, I'm in it. And I can find a way to deal with it as it is. And I just find that such a powerful tool, acceptance, being in the moment, being happy, following the, the 12 steps and 12 traditions, coming to meetings. Coming to meetings is extremely important. This is my first telephone meeting, and I thought I would have a hard time relating, and it's just I don't, because it's a meeting, and it could just feel it flow out, feel that greatness of sharing with what what we're doing with other fellow compulsive overeaters is just fantastic. Uh, I look forward to the day that I lose more weight on God's time. I believe that a higher power is really in control. I I do the best I can, and um, I really uh, thank everybody for um, uh, for letting me speak. And I think uh, I will end my share now. Uh, my name is Tom M, and my uh, uh, contact phone number is 818-424-1026. That's 818-424-1026. I live in Los Angeles, which is on Pacific Standard Time. And thank you guys for listening.